podcast with Mo. What up and welcome to episode 12 of a podcast with Mo, which is a podcast with Mo. All right, this week we are joined by Snappy. Uh, we talk about some music, um, other podcasts, uh, this blackout, the NFL protest, uh, racism gets brought up again for some reason. Uh, we talk about the Koreas, old fishing games, Skipbo, Baker Mayfield, Donald Trump's mushroom situation, uh, Space Jam 2, TV show The Deuce. Um, a bunch of other random topics, some train tracks. Um, it looks like Supreme Court gets brought up. Tipping, I get real mad about tipping. The Big Bang Theory, Joker movie, NBA, fantasy football, all kinds of shit. And then we have a special guest on, you know, after the break, so I won't ruin that one here. Um, and then I guess that's really about it. Oh, also, I uploaded some music on my SoundCloud page. Uh, my rapping name is A to the Mo, in case you're curious. Let's check that out. And um, yeah, thanks for listening. What up? And we are joined by Snappy. What's going on? All right, man. This was supposed to be a big mega recording weekend, but I just kind of nixed that idea and we're just doing one episode this weekend. Yeah, I was down, but then I kind of slept in. Right. Well, there was that. Also, I would rather just work on music stuff since my wife's not here because like, I get real uh, insecure, self-conscious when I'm in here screaming in crazy voices. Yeah. Like I just, and I know it's not true and she claims it's not true anyway, but I just feel like she just stands on the other side of the door with her ear to the door, like listening. Now she's probably got the cup. You know, right, like exactly. That's what I imagine. And then if I hear like right outside where we record everything is my neighbors. And if I hear like their car door, I'm all like, oh, they've been sitting here listening to me the whole time. Like that's just where my mind goes. So I'm trying to use this to like do some music shit, but. Yeah, we'll you, see. you just don't like the whole being around people when you're at your most vulnerable point. Exactly. It's the exact thing. Um, and I really feel like I'm a... I mean, I recorded a song, so... Band we talk about all the time. My friend's band, New Time Zones. Sampled one of their songs, made a beat, and then I've been, like, struggling real hard to make a song to their beat, right? Right. Because it's been, like, I fucking love the beat, but it's just... Uh, just weird for my style, right? So I kind of, in my mind, invented a new subgenre of rap music this morning last night okay slash to when i made this song and i sent it to my friend shelton was like hey check this out and he he actually gave me some feedback and seemed to like it we'll see if how much i like it after like i sit on it for a second re-listen to it because i just spent too much time mixing it that like it's hard you go like ear blonde to it right like you go nose blonde to bad smells you're around all the time or like you hear something you're like oh it's cool but like tomorrow if i listen to it I might be like, oh, that's so mixed horribly or whatever. So anyway, that's where my music shit's at the moment. You're probably your own worst critic. You probably oh, yeah. have something really good, but you never put it out because in your mind you think it's bad. For sure. I definitely am. I don't know my worst critic, but I'm up there for sure. I mean, I'm sure some people you. hate my shit even more. But And uh, speaking of rap music, we was, you was introducing me to something. Was it Hoskins or Hopkins? Hop, hop. Hobson. Hobson. Well, he yes. was pretty good. And then you showed me Machine Gun Kelly, which I didn't really think he was bad. I mean, he clearly lost to Eminem. Right. It's like, but me not really being around rap music, it sounded all right. 
Right. But, I mean, you could tell when you compliment the other guy more than you put him down, you're going to lose that battle. Right. That's also Especially I saw Especially with Eminem, don't give a fuck about what he says. Well, and now, and so like two weeks ago on Facebook, I put out this status of, man, I've really been sleeping on Hobson and uh, Lucas Joyner. Right. And that. then this week, them two now have a rap beef together. I think they're just trying to take a book out of the Eminem Machine Gun Kelly playbook. And they're just trying to like blow each other up a little bit, right? Like get okay. their name out there. I don't know. Uh, but it's just quite a coincidence. The two people that I happen to be like, oh, I really like these two. And now all of a sudden they're going to be going against each I mean, I'm probably going to choose Hobson because I'm a big fan of his at the moment. Right. Um, but I really like the other guy too. It's just Hop- Hobson has so much more substance in his raps. I just really don't listen to a lot of music and I don't know why. I like it. I enjoy it, but right. I, I just never make time you know, to listen to music. And really, that's been the weirdest thing about making music for me right now is, honestly, for the last, I would say, four or five years, I've pretty much almost exclusively listened to podcasts. Like, when I get in my car, I plug my phone into my aux cord, and I put on a podcast. Like, I do not put on music. I mean, when I do go to work, I live two minutes from work, seriously. Right. And, I mean, I don't even, that's all I'm in my car. I do not leave the house if I don't have to. Right. And I'm so, a fucking hermit so bad these days. Right. If you have a TV, why would you listen, just listen to something? I get that. Now, me, I like to listen to podcasts also when I'm playing video games uh, at times. So, I listen to so many podcasts, and now I'm doing a podcast, which makes me not like a lot of podcasts I listen to. Like, I've I've eliminated a lot off my list because I listen to them, and I'm like, they could be better. Not saying we're good. It's just right. like, when you have a little bit of behind the scenes of it, you're like, oh, you could have just you're so talented. Why don't you just do this? And I do the same with rap music where I'm like, someone has like such a good voice and a good flow. And then they have like shitty lyrics or like they leave like such an easy rhyme there where I'm like, Oh, you could have killed it right there. Like I just think of it differently. Uh, I guess. So I haven't really listened to music. Now, I have been listening to some Joe Rogan podcasts since you talk about it so much. They are pretty good. Yeah. Dude. I don't think I finished a full episode yet because <laughs> I, I just don't have two long. hours in my time before a kid interrupts me. I just don't. Right. I, I get that. And, uh, and then I listen to some that all my buddies at the gym that, you know, he's trying to represent them because they're MMA fighters, uh, jujitsu tournament specialists. I mean, he tries to get on there and I tried to listen and it was pretty dry. Right. Um, I know what you're going to talk about. I don't want to say anything because I don't want to, I'm not going to be completely all praising, but KV's been on here before, right? Or at least the right. old, old version of this podcast. And I know KV was on their podcast, so I listened to that one. And I thought that as well. And I'm not saying we're good because I'm just not the top to say that. I'm, right. never, I'm just too self-deprecating. Um, but yeah, there was, seemed to be something not there, right? Of like, a, I mean, it's like something. they neither the interviewer or the interviewee got excited about anything. It was all one level conversation. I mean, you know, a lot of times I, we we get in conversations. You'll take one side, I'll take the other, and we'll fucking go at each other. Right. I mean, Th- there was none of that. Well, all you have on podcasts is your tone. Right. And the one thing that I maybe have going for me is I think I do a fairly decent job of my tone and the way I say certain words. That right. I, I can imply a question mark pretty easily, right? Like just with my, really? Yeah, but get to thinking about it. I think this guy does it over the phone because um, our guys are in Ada and this guy is out of Colorado because I've actually looked him up and tried to listen to him, tried to give him some support since he supports the guys I train with. Right. And so... I was just trying to help him out yeah, there. I would love to find another podcast around here that I could go on or they could come. Like, that'd be dope. But I don't know if it's realistic. I just think we got to keep this up. Oh, kind of reminds me. Uh, we have no Patreons at the moment. So it's been one week since we've had a Patreon page. So no people have signed up and been willing to support us. 
Now, one thing, as soon as we get a Patreon, I would do is they would get the episode early as a, in the sense of like, as soon as I upload the SoundCloud, I have a link to a private okay. thing where you could listen to it once it's uploaded, it's just not public. So I could put that link up <clears throat> on the Patreon page and you can only see it if you are you know, a patron of us. So I might do something like that once we get a, if we ever get a Patreon uh, subscriber. But again, that's patreon.com slash a podcast with Mo. Um, check that shit out. Check it out. Um, all right. So we haven't really talked about anything current event wise. I normally like to. So something I saw happen and <clears throat> I follow, I'm friends with this girl on Facebook who is, um, like works for the Democratic Party in some facet, right? In Oklahoma, like. Okay. Maybe not the actual Democratic Party, but she's super liberal and she helps sign people up to vote and shit like that, right? And she's all for like pro pot and all that stuff. So normally she's all, seems to be pretty cool in my book. But she sent me this message, like a private message, and it was about this protest of called blacking out the NFL. And it's about getting black people to not watch football. Like, so whereas in... The conservative right wing people who are like so against Colin Kaepernick kneeling, even though he hasn't played in the NFL in like two years, they're like, I ain't watching football. Where so instead of the NFL being scared of that, why doesn't the whole African American population be like, well, we're not going to fucking watch if you're going to handle it this way, right? So I get the idea behind it. I'm well, not saying it's horrible. They would be, I mean, What's the percentage made up of 15%. black, play, black 15, players in the NFL? Oh, way over that. Uh, like well, 85% I mean, probably. Would you not support your own brand? But that's not really supporting their own brand. I mean... Well, it's not really a brand. I know that sounded terrible. It did. Um, but, I mean, you can't just watch those because um, people of your race do. I mean, it's not like black people own the teams right. or get the ad what, revenue or anything. there one black anything. NFL owner? I think there is one. Um, in there's one basketball. <laughs> there's like It's like one in every sport at the moment. Um, but anyway, the whole thing was weird. But what I thought was the weirdest about it is that in my message it said send this to every black person you know and if you don't you're part of the problem and then this video is oh. tagged. so like that's really why i was bringing this up now i will say about the message i'm not saying it's a bad yet now i make fun of and hate on people who don't watch currently because of the protest so right. it seems like you would be, be joining that pile of people i'm gonna make fun of so i'm like if you enjoy it just fucking watch it what is I, like i told you at, to at first i was really against it and then when the whole story developed, I was like, I could really care less. I just want to watch football. Right. I so, want to watch football without the politics. Yeah. So anyway, the message of like, you have to sense every black person, you know, that seems racist to me. And I understand like, I part of the thing I bitch about is that people call everything racist. Right. But like in the world that everything's racist, I feel like the statement, send this to every black person, you know, has some sort of really racial undertone to it. Something that just seemed it, weird about it. It did a lot. Yeah. Right. You know, and so I was just like, oh, that's fucking weird. And mainly because because I was a white person that said it to me as a white person. I don't know. It was just something about it. And I was like, I just don't think this is how it should happen. And I know somehow it's just equally as racist to have the naive mindset that we're just not going to let race bother anyone. Right. And I get like, people are like, that's just as racist, bro. Everyone has a race. And I'm like, I guess, and I'm I'm white because people treat me like I'm white, but I'm not white because I fucking know where my peoples are from. So, like, I just don't... I wish people didn't care. I really do. I understand that's like a well, fucking dream the, world. You see these memes of kids, and they're all just, you know, kicking it. They don't even know about Fuck it. Yeah. So it's the parents... When I was four put, years old, It's my the best parents was putting black. that shit in their mind. Right, and I, I think that's probably why... My bad. Um, yeah, I'm fucking notebook, though. Um, 
I think that's why it bothers me so much. It's like I was four. My best friend was a little black kid named Zach. I mean, we're still friends today. Um, he had blonde hair, which was weird, right, for like right. That, that thing. So I shouldn't think about it. And then my mom never brought it up. My dad's like the nicest dude I've ever met. He's not going to say anything about it. Like I wasn't like pretty de- – a little bit in elementary school until I heard someone say the N-word. And I was didn't have a clue what it was. Right. Whereas, and I had friends who were grew up in a household where their parents were like, "You marry white," and like that they were like told that shit, right? And like I can't even imagine that. My mom was like, if a girl is even halfway interested, we like her. Like that's just how my mom was. She wasn't gonna be discriminatory. Right. It's based off personality and how you carry yourself. And- right. So like I just didn't grow up in a house like that. So it's hard for me to imagine that, but I have seen it, right? I've, I had plenty yeah. of friends in the town I grew up in. I, I mean, I grew up fairly redneck, and I was kind of more conservative, and I'd probably been called racist a time or two. I don't feel like I am. i got plenty of friends, but I'm probably sure I've said those things, you know, at one time in my life, you know, when I was younger, but then I kind of learned what was actually going on in the world and opened my mind. Right. But I kind of grew up that way. Yeah, I mean, there are like my best one of my best friends growing up. I remember us being in like fourth grade arguing, and he was like, "No, I can't marry a Mexican girl." And I'm like, "What?" And I'm just being like so confused because me at four years old was like, "But what if she was liked you and you liked her?" Like, I this all right. I could think of. I didn't, I couldn't grasp this whole idea. Um, but I mean, I I don't think that made him a bad person. I mean, he was fucking in fourth. We were in fourth grade. How could he be a bad person by then, right? I mean, so, he didn't know. That's all he right. Been, that's all he had been shown. So it, it is. It's. It's a weird subject. Um, you no, know, but I mean, back to what I was trying to get at. The I've been called racist a time or two, but if you look at back of all our family gatherings, there is almost a black person in every single picture going back for thirty years. Because my brother's best friends were were black, coming, and they were I guess they were Oreo, right. but they was in there. My nieces, they date black guys. My sister dates black men. And so there was always a black person in our family, and I've been called racist so many times that I'm, like, far from racist. Right, really. but just because your brother or your family members have black friends doesn't mean you're not racist. Now, I don't think you're racist right. because of I know you, but those reasonings aren't, like, a guarantee that you're well, not racist. I get it, but I was just like, I'm so not racist. Now, I would say your brother is very much, like, when I brought up the whole Wigger statement a couple episodes yeah. ago, you could have very easily been like, no, the person who's probably been called a wigger more than anyone I know is my brother. And right. I would probably be like, oh, yeah, I forgot all about that. Yeah, I mean, he's a white guy with cornrows. I mean, come on. Right. His wrestling name was Thug Nasty. You're right. He, he wrestled under Thug Nasty. So I forgot all about that until you just brought him up. I was like, oh, yeah, shit. Um, random question. Why does sucks dick mean bad stuff? Like when something sucks dick, we mean that's bad. But getting sucks dick should be good. It should be. You should be like, oh, this video game sucks dick. And they're like, it's that good? And you're like, yeah, dude, it sucks the best Well, maybe maybe they're thinking of them sucking a dick, and that would not be as good as you receiving a dick sucking. Mm. So it's one of those, like, men have just put this thing on where everyone has to say it that way. So women, if they were into it, should be able to use it the good way. I don't know. Well, some women don't like sucking dick. Some don't. It's true. Um, and it's kind of a modern thing since, like, hygiene's become good. Like, oral sex is a deal. Apparently, oral sex rarely happened before, like, 1900 because it was like, fuck no, that's disgusting. You bathe once a week uh-huh. for your whole life. Yeah, that's that, not- that would be tainted. <laughs> <laughs> like, the Old West had, like, a lot of prostitutes, but, like, oral sex wasn't a thing. Like, you just didn't do that part because that was fucking disgusting. So... Um, 
I don't know what happened in brothels back then. I don't even want to imagine. Speaking of that, there's a TV show on Hulu called Harlots that my wife watched the first two seasons of. It's fucking awesome. Oh, so yeah? if your wife's needing a show to watch, I know you're y'all are always looking for TV shows. Harlots real good. And it's like eighteen uh, hundreds, maybe seven probably eighteen hundreds in England and there's like whorehouses and shit, right? And they're like selling little girls to fucking creepy old men and then good there's the good whores saving the other whores. It's it's a good whore show. So I'm saying check out Harlots. <laughs> So I was reading where uh, the Koreas are trying to make peace, and the only thing really standing in their way is is us, the U.S. of A. Because they're like, all right, we're ready to have, make peace. And we're like, hey, hey, hold on, hold on now. And it's because we have all of our troops stationed in South Korea, and we don't want to not station them there. And if we they sign a peace treaty, South Korea's going to be like, hey, America, get the fuck out. But because us, and we love our fucking troops everywhere, we're like, are y'all sure y'all want peace? And it's just... An example of us Americans trying to stop peace just because it's maybe not on our terms, right? I think we should get the fuck out of other countries. Do <laughs> do one hundred percent. We have all these school shootings and fucking half the people's worried about border security. Fucking bring them all here, line yeah. them up. Do we something. got enough. Do something. But I mean, fuck, fuck the money you've already spent. That's kind of like burning your knockies. It's worthless. You've already spent the money building them buildings. Just fucking leave. I could see that. I mean, I could see that argument. I think really the problem, and it kind of goes against like, um, like okay, so flat earthers, they believe that the earth's really flat, right? And the reason right. that NASA lies about it being a globe is so that NASA can lie to the government and get all that money for research and then use that money for something else. That's the whole thing, right? And so like there is some truth in like, not in that actual like base idea, but that whole idea of needing money, like people lying because they want more money. Right. I do think that completely happens in government. So it also works for the military. The military never in a million years wants to bring people home to do this because then that means they will need less money. Because like you're saying, we yeah, money lost. But then people will be like, wait, let's not spend as much because we're not sending people all over the world. And they'll be like, wait a minute. We want that money. So they're going to do whatever they can. Probably to get the most money possible. I mean, we give them the answers they need to get out of this stupid thing in messing around in foreign countries, and they just refuse. Yeah, I'm lost on that. Okay. Like, we have ideas, you know, bring all the troops home. Right. Stay the fuck out of foreign business. But the government's like, no, no, no. Oh, right. If it was up to the people voting, we would not vote to be in any of these places. That's what I'm getting at. It's I got like, you. you know, we're not actually... Of the people. Well, we're actually not a democracy. We're a republic. Right. I, I get that. I understand that. And if we were a democracy, we would all vote on everything. We could do what we... I don't know. Like Same like in wanted. Oklahoma, we vote and then still get shafted. It's because we're not a democracy. We're a republic. <laughs> <laughs> they think they know better, even though the people vote a certain way. I'm not saying they're right, but that is the way it fucking works. And they have more money, and that always seems to matter. Um, do you remember those bass fishing games? Yeah. Like they're like the little electronic thing. It looked like a, a reel, right? Yeah. And they had the little crank thing on it. There were so many of them. Right. And those were the first games that like I knew adults that played them. Because I I mentioned before, like my parents didn't play video games, at least when I was uh, alive. And my grandparents didn't around. I stayed with them a lot. But my papa and my dad both would play that little bass fishing game. Right. And, you know, they would try to play that, figure that. They did. They figured that out and learned how to play it. So it wasn't like they were incapable of playing video games. 
It was just it had to be the right one. It had and to it be was something that, that piqued bass- their interest, right? And I mean, their interest one. is in killing animals and fishing and hunting. Right? They're not going around fucking slaughtering and half half the other races. My papa also played. They had the same little kind of thing. What was poker? It was like little handheld things. Oh, you know? I, yeah. And he would play that just all the time. And I remember thinking like. He should just get a video game console. Yeah, most, most of my parents and my friends' parents, they always played solitaire. Right, on the computer. And then I guess dominoes trickled down to us. Yeah. We, we, I played a lot of dominoes. I did. I remember going and visiting my great-grandma in, uh, she lived in California when I was real young, and then she moved to Colorado with my grandpa. And we played Mexican dominoes a lot, which just goes up to 12. Okay. And that was so much fun. I don't know why. It just seemed so much hey, Have you fun. ever played a game called Skibbo? <laughs> such a weird yeah i realize we don't know each other but like i have a rap song that i reference skipbo and anyone that's played skipbo is like i can't believe you talk about skipbo in a fucking rap song okay so I, yeah. have, I guess i haven't heard that skipbo's my shit now my biggest memory is penny and my mom played penny's uh our cousin rusty's mom they played a lot of skipbo when i was growing up right like when we lived in the circle uh the circle is a low-income housing in fucking Warwick, oklahoma in case anyone doesn't know what the circle is and they had a friend named Jean Turner, and we called her Mean Jean the Skip Bow Queen because she fucking fucking just sweep house on everybody at Skip Bow. Man, I no, we'll still play with my mom every now and then. We'll go down, and my mom and stepdad and sister, me, my wife, we'll always play. My mom will be like, I call this game. I call this game, and I don't want to play behind my stepdad. He takes so long, and he's so methodical about every single play. He's so busy watching everybody's move. He's just so frustrating. Right. Uh, yeah, I I loved Skibbo when I was a kid. I have a deck of Skibbo cards in this house somewhere, because um, me and Powell kind of keep them on deck. Actually, I know where they're at now. I really think. Could we play Skibbo? Yeah, she'll play some Skibbo. We can play uh, some Skibbo. Yeah, I know we'll need to. I haven't played it in a long time, but growing up, that was the fucking game. It just was. Dude, I we we probably hadn't played in about a year, but we'll break it out every now and then and just go for hours and play yeah, Skibbo. As far as a kid, like, games like that, I fucking loved Monopoly, and I know that's kind of like a nerd answer because no one likes Monopoly. Everyone, like, hates on Monopoly all the time. It gets brought up on the internet, and people are like, oh, fuck Monopoly. I love Monopoly, but it takes so fucking long. It does, compared to other stuff, for sure. But I just never cared about that. And me and Rusty played it a lot um, when I was younger, and I just enjoy Monopoly. Now I I have like the video game version, and I'll play that shit against a computer. Right, All right. Like, oh, that's fun. Uh, but I probably don't like it as much now as I did when I was a kid. So I assume most things I probably don't like as um, much now. Speaking of Monopoly, my eight year old come to me and uh, I was like, "Dad, they got Monopoly Cheaters Edition. It's like you can totally cheat, but if you get caught, then you got get penalized or some shit." Oh, I was thinking it was based on the hit TV show Cheaters. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Because you know, they have like all those Monopoly themes. Okay. I, I was it. like, how the fuck do they do cheaters <laughs> with that one? Fuck, I wish I remember that host's name right now. Wow, oh, fucking cheaters is great. Something else that's happened recently, it's all been all over my Facebook. I'm sure yours as well, is Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. So, fuck me over because I have the Jets defense, but. What happened? And it was so predictable if you watched the hard knocks because it was just, you could just tell this was going to happen. Right. And the first two weeks set it up to where you're like, well, if they would have just played Baker Mayfield, they probably would have won. So the Browns uh, are down. Tyrod Taylor gets injured. Baker Mayfield, who is from uh, OU, so that's why everyone around here fucking is going crazy. Uh, He comes in the game, comeback win, they win the game. And then I wake up Friday morning to 
500 fucking posts sucking Baker Mayfield's cock, basically. Oh, yeah, there's like, go ahead and plant the flag. I bet they don't mind now. <laughs> right, and it's like, I honestly, I had no opinion of Baker Mayfield until I watched that Hard Knocks thing, and I was like, oh, I do like him. I think he'll be good. He has a great personality, seems cool, but people... I don't know. They're just freaking out in Oklahoma. Like, oh, Browns are my favorite NFL team. Oh, no, (laughs) Browns are far from my favorite NFL team, but will I root for Baker? Absolutely. Oh, for sure. I will, too. And, like, even if I'm watching another game and, you know, when they do the previews, I'm from such and such school. Right. And I'm like, hey, babe, so-and-so's from Oklahoma, and then they'll make a big play, you know, root for them. Right. Uh, It's just something we do. But Baker, man, everybody, like, I was, I had the Jets defense because after the first couple weeks, everybody just left them sitting there, and they were clearly the better defense the first couple weeks of the season. So I picked them up, and they were doing really good, kind of like you. I woke up, and I'm like, four points, Jets defense, they lost. I'm right. like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's Because the games are on NFL fucking network, and I can't watch Thursday games. It pisses me off. You could if you just paid for it. Uh, Well, I'm not going to pay for it. Right. I'm just saying. Um. Another random news topic. I mean, it's my last, I guess, probably not my last, but close to my last current event-ish thing. Is Stormy Daniels is back in the news describing Trump's penis, which I haven't really read exactly how she described it, I'll be honest about that. But I know it's something to the extent of it looks like Toadstool from Mario Kart. But a lot of penises look like that. Like, that's, you know, that's like probably like a third of them. Right, it's like probably a third of all penises are, are in that range or whatever the percentage would be. And so I'm just like, I'm, and I think obviously she knows what his penis looks like because she's had sex with him. Right. So I just, I get how this is a news story because it's funny, but I don't get how it's like a news news story. No, she right? wouldn't know what his penis would look like unless she stuck it in her mouth. I mean, come on. Right. You can have sex and she can never see your penis. I mean, she can feel it. She can never see it if yeah. you just had sex. See, I think maybe this is a little bit of my own uh, sociopathic ways to break it through. I think Donald Trump would be the type of guy. The woman has to see the penis. Look at my penis. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's just all I'm saying. Isn't it glorious? Look look what I have. Like, I just think that has to be part of his shit. Um, I can see that. I don't think he's going to be the shy type, but I could be wrong. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Man, okay. We was talking not too long ago about these people refusing to make cakes for the LGBT or whatever. Correct. Okay. And then you see all these naked statues of Donald Trump. Who would? Why would you want to be the person sitting there detailing the dimples of his ass? Because that would be the worst job ever. If someone's like, "I want you to make this Donald Trump statue dep- and rectify every dimple of his ass." Well, these are people that, like we said, they're going to take the money because someone are asking them to do the job. But that would be so just disgusting. So it's the think, opposite. Think, thinking about what you're creating. Yeah, but I mean, I don't. I probably wouldn't care, and especially if I was a liberal person against Trump. I'd be like, oh, this would piss off people who are in support of Trump. I'm totally down. Like, I just, it wouldn't at I all make me I just don't think I'd want to sit there and make a wrinkled-ass cake. Well, I probably wouldn't either, statue. but I wouldn't want to sit there and make any cake. Like, I'm not, none of that sounds super fun to me. I get it, but. So, I don't know. I think it's totally fine. I don't have any problem. I think if you want to pay someone to, and if you want to get paid to do it, I'd. But, you know, if every statue is made, he has like a one-inch penis. It's fucking, I mean, that's the whole thing behind the statues. It's pretty funny. Michelangelo's David has a small penis, and it's the greatest sculpture ever made. So, but that was just a take. They they didn't want people to be distracted by the penis. They want to see the other gloriousness of Donald Trump and these other statues. It doesn't matter. If you got a penis on there, you're going to find the penis. (laughs) It's very true. But, I mean, what what are they going to do? Give him like an average-sized penis? 
He's the POTUS. I mean, it should be El Grande. (laughs) A Grande penis? Okay. I'm just curious. I don't know what, like, but even if you did that, someone would be like, oh, you're just being sarcastic. Now you're saying there's no way he has a big penis, and they would turn it that way. Also, the conservatives would make a statue with a big, huge penis, like slapping a liberal in the face. Yeah. And then liberals get mad, I'm sure. I mean, everyone gets mad at everything, but at the end of the day, the conservatives at the moment have evangelical Christians on their side, so they should not be in the penis game. Another podcast that just came out, and I'm really going to check out. So I'm not sure if you, you're you aware of this, but something that put podcasts on the map a few years ago was uh, NPR did this series called Serial. Have you heard of Serial? No. Okay. So season one of Serial, and it's like they do like seasons like a TV show where it's like 12 episodes or uh-huh. whatever. Um was this dude, Adnan, I don't remember his last name, and he's been convicted for life in jail of killing his girlfriend, but the podcast goes through all the evidence on each episode, and they interview different people, and you're like, this dude didn't fucking do it, and the next one you're like, he might have did it, right? But at the very least, you leave being like, the court system fucked up, right? Like, they probably should have looked into this, this, and this. Right. And so it's really compelling. The second season, I listened to the first few episodes, didn't really like it, and it was about the guy who went AWOL from somewhere in Iraq or Afghanistan. It was like an army thing. That was a big news deal. And then the season three just came out. I haven't listened to it yet, but everyone is saying it is like amazing. The first episode of the new season three of Serial. So I might have to listen to that. If you're just getting in a podcast, I mean, season one of Serial got like 20 million new people to listen to podcasts. I had never listened to a podcast before. Right. Wow. So like it's, it's really well done and well produced. Uh, I mean, if you like kind of crime shows or whatever, it just like gets you on the edge of your seat. And, like you have to listen to the next one. You're like, fuck, I got to know what happens. Right. So um, Serial Season 3, I'm going to try to check out before uh, next week's episode. And I'll let people know, but thought I would mention it. I was looking at my notes. My bad for the... No, you're good. You know, I was listening to Sports Center, and you know that Stan Verrett, the guy that does the whole night sports show. Mm-hmm. And there's this badass Hawaiian quarterback from some school just lighting it up. And he was like... Oh my God! There's so many Hawaiian quarterbacks. They're like macadamia nuts coming out of Hawaii, and I was just like, "Are you fucking serious?" Is that where they make macadamia nuts? <laughs> I don't know, but it was it was the color reference. I thought. Oh no! I, I wasn't real sure what he. It has to be they make macadamia nuts there. Man, I was just and if so. That's a great reference. Or maybe there are a dime a dozen. Fuck, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I would need more information. Macadamia nuts are my favorite cookie, uh, and Hawaiian quarterbacks are pretty good. They have been really good the last several years. Yep. Isn't is uh, Mahomes Hawaiian? He has a certain look to him that is unique. I do not know the answer to that. Let's look it up. I know Mariota is from Hawaii. Right. I think that was referencing Mariota, and there was some other. I don't know. He was some Division two college. Right. He was just lighting it up though. Also, there's news that Space Jam Two is for sure getting made with LeBron James. Gonna do gonna They're pretty it. good. I mean, I don't really hate LeBron. Right. I really don't. I'm honestly, I know I've touched on a little bit on this here before. I loved Taz as a kid. Like, it's hard for me to describe how much I was into Taz. Like, how many posters I had and t-shirts. And, like, I was Taz just... Taz, man, you know? Fuck yeah, dude. I was just Taz, so I died. I drew him on everything. It's the only reason I can halfway draw today is because I just drew Taz everywhere. Um... So, I love Space Jam 1 because Taz started, and he was on the fucking Space Jam team. Now, in hindsight, because I've watched Space Jam recently, 
fucking, they could have done so much better. Michael Jordan's supposed to be so good, and they make him, they just don't use his ability. So I think they have the potential to make such a better movie with Space Jam 2. I just really hope they don't fuck it up. Because the thing is, like, Charles Barkley's great in it. Like, some of the guys who get their soul taken or whatever the fuck, you know, that happens with the basketball thing, they're actually really good. And I don't know who they're going to get as the, if they're going to steal the exact same thing this time where they're going to steal souls from Out five of guys. basketball personalities, Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal are hard to beat. Agreed. Whatever you I mean, they are just, like, Charles Barkley r- reminds me of Al Roker. He says dumb shit, but it's still funny. Yeah. And he just sounds dumb Dude, when he's speaking. This just came to me, and I'm sure they've already written it. I think they should have it where the aliens still different retired NBA players' abilities, like, right before they retire. So they could, like, take the old footage of, you know, Shaq was, like, real shitty that last year. Yeah. They should have, like, one of the aliens still his basketball abilities right before he Start sucking in real life, right? Like they could take that old footage. I got you. Yeah. And they could do that with all kinds of players of like that are like already retired, and that would be they could do it with Allen Iverson because he had a hard fall off as well. Oh, he fell hard. And he would be a good point guard. I feel like that would be more fun than current guys because current guys, it would have to be like Russell Westbrook's your point guard. Blake Griffin has to be there because Blake Griffin's funny. Yeah, like he's the only current guy in the NBA that's actually half funny. But I think they could do. I think they have to do the retired NBA players. I've talked myself into it. Um. Anything else? Oh, I was talking about, you know, we went to the uh, watch some live bands last week. Right. And at the end, the whole reason that that name Pay the Bills, they call it because they actually, they sign a contract where they donate their first so many shows. Every tip or whatever they get goes to this charity. And uh, I go, they was talking about, so, yeah, well, help us uh, pay the bills to this fund. And I go, what about my weed, f- weed fund? Right. The entire room, of course, it only holds 37 people, fucking went silent. And in 2018, I was not expecting that response. I figured I would get a few chuckles. But what I got was a lot of guilty looks that they didn't want to admit it. Right. It just really drove me nuts. So basically, these people are trying to donate money to a charity, and you over here making crude potty humor jokes. Yes. And no I'm one that else, guy. And no one else in the room appreciated it. I mean, my, now you're upset. The, the whole band, which... And they just froze and looked at me like you didn't. Right. <laughs> I, just, I thought I thought it was funny. They laughed about it. Um. All right. The last thing I have on my list for this week is a TV show that has recently come out the second season of, and it is one of my favorite shows at the moment. Is the Deuce? So I'm going back. And <laughs> that I'm, sounds like a big shitstorm. It is, dude. It completely is. Uh, I'm going back and rewatching the first season before getting into the second season because it's just that good. It has James Franco. It's set in the 1970s. It's from the creator of The Wire. Like, when you watch it, to me, immediately you're like, oh, the dude that made The Wire made this. Like, you can just tell instantly. Uh, it's, like, said where, like, the mafia and pimps, pimps are a big part, right? And then how New York was trying to get the prostitutes off the streets, and so the mafia starts opening the massage parlors for, like, so the mafia and the pimps have to come together. To okay. like put the whores in the massage parlors. And then at the same time, the porn industry is kind of going up. So Maggie Gyllenhaal's in it, and she's a prostitute that's trying to go into porn. And like porn just so much safer than prostitution, right? But it's still looked at horribly. Um, it's just a really fucking good show. And it's on HBO, so it's like really well made. Um, so I would just highly recommend The Deuce. It's amazing. The Deuce. Yeah. The, and I think that's like a name of like Second Street. They call the dude something. I fucking know. I don't know enough about New York, but it's some reference to an area in New York. It's okay. called the Deuce. Deuce made me think of douche. All right. And why do people call their idiot friends or usually don't bathe or whatever? They call them a douche. 
Well, a douche is actually clean. Right. Well, normally they you would call someone a douche bag is the full term. So douche is a shortened version of that. Now, you I don't think it's a dirty person you call a douche. I think well, I you mean, call I, I've seen that several times is why I brought that right, up. Right. You call someone a douchebag if they like think they're cool but they're not. So right. I don't this is the only thing this is my leap because I've thought about this a few times as well. Is I think it's when someone is pretending to be something they quite aren't, that makes them a douchebag. And then you would use a douchebag on a vagina to hide what it really smells like. So it's like some sort of being fakeness. Like a cover up. Right. So I feel like it has to be related to that. But uh, I don't exactly know. Well, there was this group of friends, you know, because when you hire people in a restaurant, they always seem to you hire one, and then all of a sudden their friends start trickling in. And by right. the time one crew moves out, you got an, you're stuck with another crew for two or three years, or at least the core. Right. So they had they got this friend hired, and oh my gosh, he smelled so bad. He didn't wash his hair. He was a dishwasher. It was disgusting. And they called him douche, and I'm like, I don't get it. This dude is filthy. Guess it was ironic. This dude is filthy. It was an ironic nickname. Well, uh, Taylor Howard was on a few weeks ago, and his catchphrase seemed to be, I can get behind that. Anytime he would agree with something that you, like a point that you was making, he could be like, I could get behind that. Right. I'm just wondering, Taylor, is that your one-liner for your wife? But I could get behind that. I just wanted to know. It Taylor, probably is. Write us, write us in an answer. Yeah, I don't think he listens. He might, though. I thought I thought Taylor was an avid listener. Uh, I think he's listened before. I, I honestly, in my mind, I don't imagine that anyone listens, but I know that's technically not true because I've seen the numbers. So I know someone has to. I listen every Tuesday. Right. I know you. You at least. And my listen. wife looks at me and be like, "Do you really say that stupid shit?" And I'm like, "Well, sorry." Yeah, I'm glad my wife doesn't listen, and then she thinks that whenever I say like, "My wife doesn't listen to the podcast," she thinks I'm like mad about it. Right. And I'm like, that's not the case at all. Like, I'm totally fine with you not listening because then it gives me more freedom. Same with my mother. My mom shares this all the time, and I'm like, just don't listen. Does she listen? I don't know. My mom asked me what a podcast was the other day, and I'm like, Mom, you wouldn't like it. Right. <laughs> I mean, she's super religious, and I cuss a lot. We talk about we right. My mom talk about all the controversial stuff. My my mom just would not enjoy it. Right. My mom doesn't listen because I cuss a lot. So like, I know she's trying to listen. And then she'll be like, we need to cuss less. And I used to tell her, the only time powwow laughs is if I cuss, Mom, and I have to say funny stuff. And so she was like, oh, okay. That was my, my funny I little I think excuse. cuss words are just great adjectives and adverbs. Right. I think it, it gets your point across. Yes. Um, I agree 100%. So that's how Mom doesn't listen. But I also don't think she would like it either. Like, I, don't, I really don't think my mom could click on the link and figure out how to play it. Oh, that's selling her short. She, you said she played Toe Jam and Earl when you were a kid. She could figure it out. I just don't think she would care enough to oh, sit there right. and listen to somebody talk. That's actually she likes to talk to people actually in front of her. She's old school. Yeah, that gossip and shit. Who cares about all this stuff? I get you. Yeah. Um, so here's a fun math problem for people about pizza, and I know you know about pizza. So one 18 inch pizza has more pizza than two 12 inch pizzas. That's what they say. Yeah. And it's because an 18-inch pizza would equal, um, and this is like a math problem, so it's like 18 divided by 2 squared times pi, um, which is 254 in square inches of pizza. And then two 12-inch pizzas, you work all that out, and it's only 226 square inches of pizza. So that's why a lot of times they will give you deals on, like, you get two mediums, right? and it's cheaper than a large. It's because it's literally less pizza. Yeah. And I've just, I mean, as I'm even someone who's like good at math, 
But I never fucking sit there and be like, let me work out that geometry problem. Well, they would already break it down usually by the time they send a new product to the restaurant or something. So right. you, you would know how much it costs to put it in a box. Right. I mean, they figured everything down before they even sent it to you, so there's no reason right. to even guess. But you were on the other side of it. Like, you were like, yeah, you had to know that. I'm thinking from us people on the customer side. Oh, I mean, I've tried like to explain this to a customer several times, and they would still buy the mediums because they see, appeared cheaper. Right, and I even almost get it. If, like, I wanted, like, one pepperoni and one, like, chicken Alfredo, I get that, right? right. Like, you want separate ones. But if you were going to get two of the same thing, then you might as well just get the bigger one. I'd always just recommend them go half and half. Okay. Uh, yeah, that'd be a good idea, too. So, I mean, I'd even put, like, they would have one person that ate one slice of pizza like a kid that wanted one something, but the whole family wanted something different. Right. I would figure out what one slice would be and make that a pepperoni slice. Right. I would do that for customers all the time. Oh. It, it ain't hard. It takes an extra couple of seconds. Something I really need to look into more, but I thought this seemed fucking cool, is that researchers have created an origami robot that can unfold itself when you swallow it and patch wounds and remove objects in your stomach. So it's like it looks like a little folded up piece of paper, and then you swallow it, and then this little robot unfolds itself, and it can find holes or... That's kind of cool. I think it's fucking awesome. I think nanotechnology is going to probably be like the future of like medicine. It's just what extra else is in that robot? Is right. There a tracking device. Exactly. I mean, that's that's that why it's going to be the that's 100% the, the, the fear. Mine was 100% the right spot. I seen where a guy uh, last week, I meant to bring it up last week, is a UCO football player, University of Edmond here in Oklahoma. Uh, he was walking down the train and the train lights all of a sudden came on and he went to get out and I guess he's, it startled him. He got his foot caught and there was his car driving by and they seen something over by the train tracks and they called him, but then another car stopped and actually got out and helped him out. And the train had ran over this dude's foot and he was just sitting there bleeding out. But I think, uh, they ended up saving his life because the people driving by actually seen him. I'm just wondering why you're walking down a train track. Um, I used to. Well, Eureka's a little different. The train track was like right down the middle of town. I mean, I've always thought if I seen a train, I could just take a step over and move out of the way. I don't understand walking, getting hit by a train. I do right. not understand. Well, I it. think the way it works, and I only know this again because I've walked on train tracks, is if you put your foot, and I never did, between the places where they can switch the tracks, right? right. Like one other, if your foot was in between that, when a train hit the little thing that would switch it, your foot could literally get caught between those two things, and you get stuck, and you're going to get ran over by a train. Now, barring that, I do not know how you get hit by a train. I've seen it several times, and it's usually football players, you know, like Oklahoma football players. I mean, there was a great quarterback out of Davis, I think, back in the early 2000s, got hit by a train, and I just don't get it. I mean, he must be just drunk one to get hit by a train. I remember when I was uh, younger, me and my friend Jonathan, because his uncle lived right by the tracks, we heard the train coming, and we jumped on the train jumped on the caboose because it got real slow in the town right and then we jumped that. and we jumped off before it started speeding up and we thought we were fucking little badasses about it yeah people did that out in francis out behind my house you know you had to train right they did so it there that was pretty fun i just don't understand how you get hit by a train i do not even if you're on the train track i understand get if you're out of the fucking car and move right well i understand when you're trying to beat the train and you get hit i mean i get in the sense of like that. You were just dumb, but like I get how it happened. But as far as like you in a person, I feel like just your instincts and reflexes, you would jump right before the train hit you, as long as you saw it. Uh, 
Right? Number like, one wasn't even going to try and get that close. Right. <laughs> uh, you can hear it coming down before it starts blowing its I mean, horn. It's not like it's a quiet thing. Agreed. But then again, we're not taking the count, you know, in all the movies, it's always you get tied to the railroad tracks. That's probably what's happening. People are getting tied to the railroad tracks. Well, I understand that type of deal. And then, but I'm talking about people just walking down the train. Yeah, it is. It is strange. It's I used like, to always put pennies on them to flatten pennies. Oh, we would penny, but then we would run back to Grandma's house, and then when the train went by, we would run up there and get them. Yep, same thing. Did exactly same thing. Um, there was an African gray parrot named Alex that was the first and only non-human animal to ask an existential question when it asked what color he was. Nothing else besides a human and this parrot has ever asked what color am I? Because that's like a... Like it, it was a bird that his mind actually came up with that? I don't know. See, that's the thing is I don't know how much research they've done to prove if like... Has it never heard that phrase before? Because parrots repeat phrases. Right. And if it had heard all of those words independently, can parrots just piece together words? I mean, did they I, I don't answer know it? What, what was its response afterwards? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't have any of that. I need to look into this one as well. Um, but I just think that's interesting because I don't think parrots are actually smart. I think they just mimic. Right. I don't know. I've seen those memes about, you know, these parrots talking. It's like, you better you know, watch out for Jesus or whatever. Right. And then it's this big-ass dog coming, you know. Those are pretty funny. All right, and then my last little thing I'll have here, because I thought this one was cool, is after requiring 13 liters of blood at age of 13 for a surgery, a man named James Harrison pledged to donate blood once he turned 18. And then whenever he turned 18, they found that his blood had a rare antigen which could cure rhesus disease. R-H-E-S-U-S. I've never heard of this. And so James has donated more than over a thousand times and have saved over 200, or I'm sorry, 2 million lives. Wow. I think he should be paid. For sure. 100%. Plus, I think it's crazy just the fact that like there's just people that have like, oh yeah, I've been cured of the disease in my blood. But how would you know if you like, I mean, I've donated blood a lot, but are they really checking my blood for does this could cure all these diseases? Maybe they do, and I just don't know it, right? Maybe three vials go to patients, one vial goes for testing. Maybe. I just that's pretty cool, I think, that that can happen, I guess. All right, man. And then I guess TV land world, all the TV shows are about to start back up. So that's exciting for me because I love me some TV. I've been shows. watching some TV that you've talked about and you call it atypical. Yeah. And my wife started watching, and it's uh pretty funny. Yeah, I think it's really good. It's really well done. I think it's so easy to hate the mom character. Oh, and that's the easy. and like because we rewatched it right, and I was like, "Oh fuck, I hate her!" <laughs> like, and I just knew I hated her, right? And so, hopefully, they—I don't know if they'll ever get to where you don't hate her or whatever. Maybe that's just the point where you're supposed to hate her. But like, she has very little redeeming qualities to me. Uh, she's trying so hard to get back into good graces. Like, she feels like she's needed, but she's realizing she's not. Right. So, well, she was needed because she made herself needed sort right. of thing. Yeah. Um, very, very interesting. Did watch the Big Big Brother this week. Oh, yeah. JC won his first uh, head of household, saved his ass. Right. I am I was kind of glad JC won just so it wasn't all three level six people at the end, and it makes this week more interesting because, you know. So I didn't start watching until after they formed level six. I don't know really where the level six came from. There was six of them originally, and okay. so they just came up with that name. Um, 
in the first week. I mean, Angela and had to know she was going home. It's it's interesting that they were honestly pretty close because a lot of times what happens is there in those first couple of days, people do form an alliance. Sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. Like after two weeks, they're like completely opposite sides of the house. And they, like they uh, approach the wrong people that they don't have. Right. And so like it may, they done a good job of choosing the right people around. I mean, they stuck together pretty well. And JC was always kind of in their group anyway. Once they lost Winston, who was the first one in their group it to leave. It cracks me up because JC thinks he's puppeteered everybody. Which I know. Clearly, he, I mean, they was doing whatever they wanted, and he just felt like that he done it. Right. I, that's so funny. I can't imagine what it'd be like to re, to watch it as one of them when you go home. Like, all right, let's put on all the episodes. I'm watching this. Or if you even would, I mean, you might not. Other than JC being a lockable guy, he's not in fear of winning the competition right unless it's a vote thing i just think it's so if funny it's great competition versus competition jc sucks right i think it's funny that he won the competition that was about words and talking yeah because he he's can't. so terrible <laughs> like was like of course that's the one he's gonna fucking win see i couldn't remember all of them damn uh when they was uh determining which who won the head of households and all the different names of the games i wouldn't have been able to remember all that oh all right man well, that's what I got this week. We're going to see if we have a second part of this episode. I have a plan for a guest, but they haven't hit me up. So we're going to see how it goes. But all right, man, that's what we got this week. All right, peace. All right, so if you have any questions, suggestions, or corrections, please email us at a podcast with Mo. That is A-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-W-I-T-H-M-O at gmail.com. Perfect. Boom. All right, and we are back with our surprise guest, and it is... Guess who's back? Snappy. Back again. What's going on? All right, so what happened was, and I don't know what I'm leaving and cutting from the first part of this where we talk about people coming on, but someone was going to come on, they forgot, fucked us, which was fine, I don't really care, and then... All the replacements, or like I had one other person up and they couldn't do it. So then I was just like, well, Snappy, just come back on. So that's how we're doing it. Um, first thing I really need to get to, because I meant to do it earlier on in this episode and forgot, is we got a, an email. Oh, yeah. So since we just did the email tag, it reminded me, let's do a fucking email. So Sweet. Marissa has wrote in to explain the origin of Supreme. I don't know if you listened to last week's episode where me and Dom are talking, and I thought it was like an African-American thing. So I was asking Dom, did he know where the fuck the Supreme thing came from? Apparently I was wrong. It's not, and he did not know. I remember you talking about this, but right. I didn't know what the fuck you were talking about. Okay, so Marissa says wrote in, it's just this logo that says Supreme that's on a bunch of clothes and shit. Um but she said it's a kind of long-winded answer. Says Supreme started as a low-key skateboard shop in New York City in the 90s, catering to the misfits and skaters, punks, people like that. They gained some popularity when they collaborated with Louis Vuitton, and some celebs wore their stuff, like Kanye West and people like that. And upon gaining extra attention, their prices changed dramatically. So most of the Supreme stuff you now see is probably knockoffs. And they recently partnered with Fox, which is the motocross brand. And a lot of motocross community people are not happy with it. Um, a small thing there, Marissa's married to a guy who's like, does motocross stuff. So like that's how she's aware of the motocross shit. Um, All right, cool. Because I thought like that was super random if you didn't know that about Marissa. 
But anyway, um, so people aren't mad about it. And because they also endorse these people called the Willy Boys, who are, I'm guessing are like YouTube people, and they're famous for stealing bikes from racing events. Oh, yeah, and then YouTubing about it. Yeah, that would be weird to give those people an endorsement if you're part of that community. But uh, um, so anyway, yeah, that that's kind of the thing of where Supreme's at. And that's how it became popular is through some shit like that. Now, Marissa mentions in here, there is this kid, Trey. I don't know if she cares about me mentioning this. I'm going to say she doesn't because she mentioned in this email. Uh, is a kid who lives with them. It's like a um, foster scenario. Right? right. Like, And he's like 17, I think. And I met him. And he looks like a little young machine gun Kelly looking motherfucker, right? Y'all so, tatted up? No, no. Okay. Just he looks like before that, like if machine gun Kelly didn't have tattoos yet, right? Like a little skinny blonde haired guy. And I only say that because I was talking about him recently and hating on him. <laughs> so and this dude wants to wants to rap, I believe. And he some of the music Marissa's let me know he listens to. I'm like, I understand kids are gonna listen to what kids listen to, but I just can't respect the lyrics, you know, or whatever. Um so in my mind, I want to mentor this kid, which seems so fucking weird and creepy. And I'm like, I just want to teach him how to rap and I can teach him how to write. And if maybe he could just write stuff that means something, I just, that's all that matters to me. Right. Really, it's all I care about. Um, but I know Marissa was like, they still haven't let him listen to my music twofold. One, the content's questionable uh, for a teenager. And then, two, they feel like if he listens, then he will be like, can we go over to his house? Well, at 17, I mean, the theory is you release them into the world in a year. Right. I'm pretty sure at 17, they could uh, determine which music they want to listen to. Right. Well, I think the argument easily would be before he lived with them, he probably listened to the worst shit ever. When I was like 11, I listened to horrible fucking music. Way before that, actually. I don't know. I was... I just like to think I'm a good example of maybe if you're not, even if you are exposed to horrible shit at a young age, it's still not the worst thing ever. Music, you like what you like, man. Right. I mean, music is something that speaks to you in some kind of way, and it can take my mind elsewhere. That's probably what it does for you, too. Right. So anyway, she mentioned this Trey kid, you know, because he's young, enjoys this company as well. So that's why he was brought up. Okay. But so anyway, I just said, I'm going to try to be a weird old rap mentor. Maybe that's my lane. Maybe that's how I'll find success someday is I will just teach young people, and then when they blow up, they pay me money. Hey, man, you pulled one out for the team the other day when you come and help my daughter with math. I did, yeah. Um, did a little tutoring. Yeah, man, I, it was a much appreciative because I didn't know what the hell she was talking about. She likes to freak out a little bit. I'll be real honest. At first, I didn't either know what she was talking about. It was Algebra 2. It shouldn't be like too hard oh no it's pre-ap algebra 2 let's get it straight my school didn't have that shit um but again i went to college and i got a math degree so i should have been able to do it probably easier but i was just like oh a vertex okay yeah that's where the parabola changes like i just had to re uh familiarize myself all of it and all i did was just look at they have odd questions i guess this is my um tip to everyone out there if you can figure that out and I know it's hard. I know you're not a fan of Walking Dead, but I could have called you Negan the other night because my daughter loves to go off on rants, and you would straight shut that shit down and would start going back to the problem and like wouldn't even let her finish. And it was so awesome. Me and my wife were laughing to each other because <laughs> I guess we just don't have that power. It's been so exhausting sometimes. Right. Well, my wife explains it as because I was telling her a little bit about that of, well, sometimes kids just will listen to other adults. And not their parents, period. That's just how it is. I mean, I get it. Right. Um, but yeah, she would definitely try to start ranting about um, the teacher. 
And I normally, I guess my strategy was I just kept making about the problem. I don't know. I was well, just like, well, yeah, but back to this, though. Well, I told her before you came over, because she's a very emotional person. That's just who she is. Right. And I said, um, he kind of has no empathy. So... It is great. I think I have a whole bunch of empathy. I show well, it, do a I was good like, job of not showing it. You do a good job of not showing <laughs> it, but like when people's off on a rant about something stupid, you're good at like reversing it. Right. And like toning it back down to a level playing field or something. I don't know. Um, it, It's weird. Yeah, it worked out well. I think you well. do it to me too. Yeah, for sure. I do it to everybody. And honestly, the only thing that sucks about it is I have this, uh, like if I had a superpower, and I may have mentioned this before, it's probably the fact I make anyone I hang out with for a long time like me but my wife is turning to me powwow turning to me before he fucking moved away i bet he's way different now um actually when Powell moved out he started changing but like when he lived with me Powell just became like another version of me where like he was just fucking mean and sarcastic all the time and my wife kind of like i just rub off on people in that way and i always feel bad like oh damn it <laughs> like i just made you a shittier I, person because we're, I, we're so sarcastic in our family it's ridiculous <laughs> yeah and i think um I just, and I could be wrong. I think sarcasm comes from if you just got made fun of when you were young. And it's like you had two choices. You can rather punch somebody, and some people do that, or you can make fun of them back and try to be better at it. Like, there's two, that's the two competitions. At least right. that's how I viewed it. And so, and I, I really attribute this to I hung out with Rusty, who was three, four years older than me, and his friends, and they would call me, you know, a little fat kid or whatever. And I really felt like, well, they're bigger than me. I can't fight them. So I have to be funny. And I would just, have funny jokes back and like through that i became sarcastic that's my theory anyway and when i met my friend do yeah they done an article me about me at the restaurant one time they had this little pizza magazine oh yeah and one of my top four characteristics was sarcasm and my oh. regional manager had done this oh so. i mean is that a good characteristic or was I, just believe characteristic? So. I mean yeah it is what it is i mean that's right I know. I like. I just love it when someone calls me a smartass, and it happens at my job currently. People call me a smartass all the time. And I always go, "Oh, thank you so much." It's <laughs> like my favorite thing in the world because I've done it since I was a little kid. My mom used to call me a smartass. I'm like, right. "Oh, thanks. <laughs> I'm smart." And I just love the fact that jokes never died in my you brain. You know, you know, you just run some of them teachers' days sometimes. Um. Yeah, but. I guess I actually I think I pretend and this is fucked up because uh, we talked about that show Atypical that's real good. It's almost like I pretend I'm autistic. And I act like I don't have time to talk. I don't, and if they don't know me. They kind of leave me alone, or I can act weird, right? Like they don't know me that well. I just show up and fix shit and right. leave. So I do definitely act. I am a shy person, I guess, to people I don't know, but I just play into that a lot. I think you would rather not talk to them and just get in there, get your work done, and go back. And exactly. Left alone. So, like, the older the students are, the more the teachers like that. The younger they are, they want to talk. And I think it's because they, they deal with these little kids all day. Right. So they're like, oh, an adult. And you're like, god damn it. Just let me, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> I ain't trying to fucking hang around. So uh, that is the, the weird part of my job. Um, did you see, I'm sure you have, you know, this whole Supreme court thing still happening or whatever. Yes. And the whole Kavanaugh accuser thing, I think it is, there's so many layers to it. And I agree with everyone. And it's so weird. Like the first point I feel like I have to make is they should have already had this judge appointment filled when Obama was president. So like, that's the first point, like this thing's been open forever and the Republicans in Congress then wouldn't do it. So like they fucking flipped through a fucking hissy fit about it. And so that was a thing. And now this, the roles are reversed. So I just have to like always have to get that part out there or whatever. Um, now, 
I think it's weird. I think it was obvious to me that someone in the Democratic Party had this accusation ready to go for at the last second right. to come out. Right. Like, and I, I feel like I identify as a Democrat and liberal person on most things. Right. But it's just so like the timing of it all. And I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm not saying people don't wait 30 years to say something because it was traumatic. I'm just saying the fact that it was that day as opposed to two weeks ago. Right. Like she's obviously had this information for a while. Right. So and she hadn't even released it all yet. Yeah. And again, I think what she's saying is probably true. This dude went to a prep school. If you read any story of people that went to prep schools in the last 50, 60 years, probably longer, horrible fucking shit of rape culture exists in these yeah, things. It, like, it's absolutely awful. So I'm not discrediting that. I just think it, it was definitely being used as a political weapon, right? Like someone's tragedy is being used I as mean, a political it, weapon. And if, I feel like that makes me feel a certain type of way. If that was a college football coach withholding information... They would either be fired or suspended, unless you're Urban Meyer. You only get a few games. Right. So, I mean, I mean you got to think about it. I mean, there's just different ways that each culture of level of status we are get dealt with. Stuff. Right. Well, in the football thing, it's you're supposed to, you're supposed to be the man teaching these young boys. That's a scenario. This is saying that a woman that happened to her is being like, it is somewhat different, but I think it's, I think she probably tried to come out. This is my theory. I think this woman probably tried to come out this information. Like maybe when he first popped up, right. And then someone goes, wait, right. And then they right. shut her down. Like some organization that, you know, is like a nonprofit. And then like when they were like, okay, we have to have you now. Now we drop it. Like, I just think it would, I just think it's a strategy like that. I don't think there's any it was a empathy involved. Like I think it's a complete strategic, like you know, cold blooded sort of scenario. Right. And a lot of people are on on the conservative side are like, you know, no one's ever done this before. But there's a judge currently, I don't remember which one, that's on the Supreme Court that this same thing happened to. Like a black woman came in and testified in front of Congress and was like there was sexual assault. And this was like early nineties, eighties. I don't remember. I've watched a History Channel thing on it or CNN thing on it, right? Right. And, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that. And so whenever people have been posting pictures and I just think it's funny that people are like, this has never happened before because people always say that like that's rather supposed to mean that we shouldn't care or whatever. But then whenever it's like, well, you're just wrong. It has happened before. It's happened multiple times. And it's like just last time no one cared. Like the woman testified. Everyone believed her or whatever, I think. And then they were just like, well, who cares? And then they went on. They're like, it was a different time. It was like the same excuse you would hear now. Um. I don't I don't really understand I don't know what the correct answer is. I think if maybe they could do like um I mean it would never happen. If Trump would have made like the high road move originally, but he would never would have, and he put the same person Obama wanted up and was just like it was the right thing to do. Again, that wouldn't happen in our political climate. Right. Then probably Ruth Ginsburg would have already retired, and then Trump could have put Kavanaugh for that spot, and then he would be in. Or right. if, like, the Congress would have just let the guy in before Trump was ever in, then I bet Ginsburg would have already, because she's old and she wants to retire, she would have retired and he could have put up his own person. Like, it just would have worked out, but everyone fucking throws hissy fits. And then it's all a big fucking show. They're um, all out for blood. Yeah, it is crazy. Um, So you've worked in the restaurant business, and I've I done have. this rant before, but I see literally almost every day on Facebook or some social media something about tipping and how people who don't tip are assholes and blah, 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 blah. And I will say, I always tip people who make waiter wages. That, like, if I know that place pays them, like, two fifteen an hour or whatever the fuck it is, I right. will tip you. 
you know, it will be like 15% or whatever or more, unless you're shit at your job. And I do kind of feel like if that's what you chose and you're real, real bad. And I, I know that's an asshole thing to some people, but I do have that feeling. Um, but you also got to look on if you're waiting on food, that's probably not the server's fault. Right. It depends on what it is. If right. like the it, No, but if they can't keep your drink refilled or you're running out of chips or and you're waiting. Right. Honestly, the waiting on food's not a, normally not a thing I blame. I get mad about. Because to me, if I'm going in a place to sit down and eat, I have time. So I'm not one of those people that get mad right. on that aspect. Um, You'd be surprised how many do. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Because a lot of people, they eat out every meal. And they oh. expect, well, I'm going to pull in here and just get a quick thing. But just for me, if I'm going to go to a place and sit down somewhere and not go get pick up, then I'm normally like, okay, we can chill. Man, what I hate is them restaurants you go to and you sit down and you have three waiters and two managers coming by. It's like, guys, I didn't come by to talk to you. Right. Yeah. You know? Honestly, and it drives the people that get the best tips for me, because back to tips, are the ones that leave me alone. They come take my order, they refill my refill, and they see it, and they don't really talk to me. Um now, I know that's different than most what you would want, mm-hmm. but I just think it, that should be an ability a weight person has as, uh, you know, or this the type of person. You should be able to read the customer. Right, exactly. Uh, but anyway, so the tipping thing I get mad about, I just want to say, so like Sonic, if, you don't, if y'all don't have a Sonic wherever you live in this world, um, it's like uh, you you pull in and there's a drive, there's like all these fucking stalls and they bring food out to you. It's and a everyone, car hop. Car hop, there you go. That's the word I'm looking for. And... They expect a tip. They just linger for a tip. And the thing is, I know they don't get waiter wages unless they, they change get, that. I'm pretty sure they get minimum wage. Right. They at least make minimum wage. And same with like pizza places. Like I'll go to pick up my own pizza and there's a place for a tip on the receipt. And I put no and they get all pissy about it. And I'm like, I literally picked up my pizza. Right. You did nothing. Like you cooked it and you don't make fucking waiter wages. And I just, it offends me, honestly. And then I hate, I guess is what I hate the most about it is then I go online. And I have friends that are waiters, and so they've been corrupted by the man. And there's other people who just fucking buy into it, where they think the people not leaving tips are the problem. And I'm like, that's incorrect. I think that's just a malfunction of thinking. The fucking people not paying their employees is the problem. And the fact that we're going to blame the people that don't want to also pay extra money after they already paid for the food to support someone else's life. It's like, I understand that's kind of fucked, but how about the employer fucking pays them? How about that shit? Or they can just take the, you could get lucky with a guy coming in and giving you a fucking hundred dollars and you're going to do with the assholes that give you nothing. I, I don't, I don't think you can have it both fucking ways. I don't know. It, it's I annoying. do think, I don't like the uh, whole server wage thing. Right. I just think, again, it wouldn't bother me if I didn't see people bitching about people not tipping them. Cause I'm like, well, that's kind of what you get in this scenario. Yeah. And then I'm like, just blame your employer for not paying you enough to where you have to rely on that. Yeah, but uh, almost all of these corporate restaurants start at minimum wage. It's almost a requirement. What's good? At least they make minimum. I know when Powell worked at Chili's forever, he didn't make minimum wage. Well, no, not servers in actual restaurants. But oh. I'm talking like mid restaurants like Mazio's or. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Kind of fast food, kind of not. Yeah, the the in betweens. Right, in betweens. I'll call them. Um. Oh no, it's just it's so fucking weird. And then you'll go to a place where it's like real fucking expensive the food, and then you have to tip even more because it's all percentage based. Oh man! And then I'm like, well, this doesn't make any fucking sense. I tip based on service. That'd be like if you were just a waiter at like an expensive, a fancy restaurant, like they paid you like thirty dollars an hour. Whatever. Well, think about it. Uh, them servers that do make bank because they get a whole bunch of tips. Yeah, they don't claim all that. No, never do. They ain't paying taxes. You're fucking over America. You're not patriotic. We can go on and on. 
Um, have you ever watched the show The Big Bang Theory? Yes. A lot of people hate on The Big Bang Theory, but I feel like since I was there from like the beginning, that I, and I've watched every episode, and I one time was like, yeah, it's not that good, right? Like, I mean, for real, it has if it has a laugh track and it's a multicam, I'm probably not going to think it's super, super good. But it's gone too far now where so many people hate on it. And I'm like, no, guys, it's, like, pretty fucking good. I like it. Like, I don't know. I think the characters are good. It's, like, a classic TV show. But it's just become, you know, popular for people to be, like, fucking Big Bang Theory. And it's, like, it's like the hipster thing to hate on, right? And I'm like, well, fuck y'all. It's pretty deep. I mean, got 12 seasons. They make, like, a million dollars an episode. They're fucking geniuses. I, <laughs> I enjoy it because it's, like... People that I probably wouldn't hang out with, but right. they, they crack me out. Right. Um, I just think, the, yeah, the characters are, are good. And any TV show that has good characters, you're like, oh, that's cool. Like, Penny's the worst character. All right. And she's still all right. So I'm like, oh, no. I like Sheldon a lot. And I like young Sheldon. I'm glad that's coming back. I like this little kid they got to play him. Now, I do think young Sheldon is like, there's no way he turns into grown-up Sheldon, like, in that world. I've seen a couple episodes. I haven't seen a lot of Young Sheldon. Right, but like he, it's really fun. It's like a way better show because it's a single cam, like no live track. I don't know. There's just difference between those two types. Like one's a story, and one you're like you know you're watching a sitcomy show. Okay. You know, um, but I think it's really good. And they got the woman. They got the daughter of the woman. Okay, let me back up here. On the Big Bang Theory, there's a woman who plays Sheldon's mom, right? Right. From Roseanne, and she. Her daughter plays her younger version in Young Sheldon. Okay. So That's he's cool. like, Young Sheldon's mom is the daughter of Sheldon's mom from Big Bang Theory. So like, cool. you're like, oh, fuck, that's crazy. Right. So, um, and the dad's really good uh, casting as well. Excuse me. Uh, you're cool. All right. I got three more things on my list, and then I feel like uh, we can do whatever. Um, have you heard of Joaquin Phoenix doing the new Joker origin movie? Like, they're making a... Martin Scorsese's making a Joker movie. Okay. Which is, like, the origin of the Joker, you know, in the Batman worlds. And Joaquin Phoenix is playing the Joker. And I love Joaquin Phoenix. Like, he's one of my favorite actors. All right. Um, and I, there's some pictures that have come out of, like, the Joker makeup. And they're doing, like, the classic clown Joker look, not what you would normally think of when you see the Joker. And I don't know. It just looks fucking like, yeah, I'm real, real ready for this. And I don't even like DC movies, but I'm going to watch that shit in theaters for sure. The Joker movies are usually pretty good. Right, well, the Suicide Squad sucked, but yeah, he's good in pretty much every other thing he's right. been in. It's just a good character. It's I a follow good a Walking Phoenix because he has a cliff. Oh. He yeah. got a little scar on his lip. Right. He has a cliff just like my oldest boy, so that's kind of how I started following him. Dude, there's this movie called, I think it's The Master, and it has Philip Seymour Hoffman, who's also awesome, who's dead now, and The Master is so fucking amazing. I feel like, and it's really hinted at strongly, that the main it's based on Scientology, like early Scientology stuff. But like Joaquin Phoenix is this alcoholic drunk who basically gets pulled into a cult of like rich to well to do people, not like a scary cult. And they like just live on this boat and they go around trying to preach their words. It's just a fucking weird movie, but it's so good. And back in the day when it came out, hopefully over seven year seven years ago, I was kind of stoned watching it and was like fucking good ass fucking movie. He, like, Joaquin Phoenix makes, um, I remember this being a very big part of the movie, and it probably turned a lot of people off. He he makes a sand woman, like a sand castle, but, like, in the shape of a woman. Right. With, like, boobs and vagina, and then he, like, fucks it. Like, and then people, like, see him. Like, it's, it's a fucking weird scene. What? But, like, 
it's one of those like it's so artsy you're like hmm yeah i see what they're going for here but probably it's just that it's outrageous so you get interested so yeah, I, would, I would recommend that movie uh and then last week me and dom talked about basketball and some basketball news has happened that i thought like i should talk about is jimmy butler wants a trade from the timberwolves Have I, you seen I did this? see this rumor is he had sex with cat cat's woman carl anthony towns lady and that's why they're gonna trade him because there's just too much friction and then i think it came out today that they gave uh towns the supermax like the 190 million dollar five-year deal extension so he's there right they ain't getting rid of him and i just think that's crazy that all that shit so butler's gone he will be he hasn't officially yet but like, they're like they're go? gonna trade him i think they should try to trade him to a contender I think that's going to be the goal. He's like trying to go to what well, I think he'll probably like to go to New York. He's one of those guys I think they'll be like, yeah, I'm ready for New York. I'm going to turn that team around. And New York has some young guys that the Timberwolves might need or could get. Um, so I could see that prediction. And I could also see any of the California teams. I could see the Clippers thinking, like, oh, here's our chance. They're out to get some relevancy in LA. Think LeBron wants him? Yeah, I think LeBron would take him. I don't know if the Lakers have to give up necessarily. Because you can't go future picks if you think they're going to the fucking finals. Right. They're like, well, that won't be worth anything. So, um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. But I think Jimmy Butler, how I always think he's Jimmy overrated, Butler? really. But I was wondering how good he was. I don't know. He's supposed to be good. Uh, Well, when he was in the East on the Bulls, you know, he went to the All-Star game a couple times because he, like, took over after Derrick Rose. And he was really good. But when he went to the West, and he was still good, I just think he's, like, I don't know, whatever that second tier is, right? Like, there's the first tier, right. like the LeBron, the Kevin Durant, Steph Curry's, and he's probably that second tier, top of the second tier. I mean, okay. he's really good. Uh, like Paul George level, right? Maybe a little better. Okay. Wherever that ranks at in the NBA rankings. Like, he can be a star on certain nights, but exactly. he's not consistent. But he's had some injury concerns. He's played for Tom Thibodeau a lot, who just runs their star players on the ground and has a history of, you know, running them out of the league through just being too tired. Is he or the old Michigan State coach? Um, no, he got his start uh, at the Boston's defensive coordinator when uh, the big three in Boston happened. Okay. And then he went to the Bulls, and he's known for yelling, like, ice, ice, like all loud and deep. And, like, when you're watching NBA and you hear a coach just fucking screaming like a low, gravelly voice, stomp tip, though. And he plays – all of his starters, more minutes than any other team plays their starters. He does like an eight-man rotation all year when it's like, um, yeah, how about someone gets a fucking rest? And then all of his players always get injured, and it happens every year, and it's like he just doesn't give a fuck. Wow. Um, like all of his old players are Derrick Rose, uh, Jakeem Noah, uh, <laughs> who Al Dang. Like all these guys that were all all-stars at one time, and now they're basically like barely hanging on because of injuries. It's just crazy. Um all right, and the last thing I wanted to bring up is how is your fantasy football going? My fantasy football is going awful. I'm pretty sure I am deleting two leagues next year. <laughs> Three was the perfect amount. Right now I'm sitting at two and five on the season. Wait, no, that's not right. Oh, and five. I am two and eight. Oh, yeah. It is, it is miserable. Yeah. I, I got so many people injured because I tried to spread my different players. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott's pretty common through my leagues. But the other ones, I've got different running backs, and Le'Veon Bell is obviously not going to play. I got to just you see my the league in the podcast. I've got what six people out. Right. So me and you both have the same problem this week. Um, we have no running backs available. 
Like, or we're down to like one one decent option that was like our backup, our number three running back. We each have a number three running back starting, I think. Right. And then we have like a fucking flyer that we just hope goes off this week. Yeah. So the, that sucks. The flex is up in the air. <laughs> right. So like I had Leonard Fournette and Dalvin Cook in the podcast league both out again this week. And it's like, See, God I can't damn even it. pinpoint who I have in which league. <laughs> It's so ridiculous. <laughs> right, yeah, you have just too many. Um, real quick, I'm going to go over the order of the podcast league, you know, where the standings are after two weeks before week three, you know, is finished. So um, right now, the D in your mouth, Chris Check, number one. He's 2-0 with 463 points four and 424 against. So that puts him number one. Uh He's talking. It's also it's mainly because he has some um, Chiefs players. All right, that's killing him. I know and, I could have had also, Kareem Hunt. I am regretting that. Yeah, I know everyone hates on his trade offers, but he had one that you could have took advantage of. He had two that would have got me a Le'Veon Bell, but the other two was third tier receivers. Right, I just wasn't going to do it. Um, number two in the league, who I didn't like his team originally, but I guess I was wrong. Is Powell with Team FBI? I still don't know what it stands for. He has not let me know. Um. He has 235 points for 382 against. So he's had some easy competition, sounds like. Um, and then also tied for first, but I'm saying in third place, is his wife, Jill. She, she has 404 points for 350 against. I think that's how I'm playing this week. So hopefully you beat her because... It's not looking good. Travis, who I'm playing this week, he is in fourth place, but he, has more po- he scored more points than Jill. He just... Got unlucky one of those weeks and lost, right? Right. Um, he's one and one. And then Sean is in fifth place at one and one. Marissa in sixth place at one and one. Dom in seventh place at one and one. But he has a fuckload of points. If it was just off how many points you scored, Dom would be in fourth. Wow. So he got, because that's how bad he beat me week one, is he just fucking his team went off. And I guess he got beat last week. Um, and then I would be in four, five, six, seven. I'm in eighth place at one and one with the still lowest total points of the whole league. That's how bad my week one was. And Curtis, ninth place. You are in tenth place. Oh, I already know. Rebic is in eleventh. And Marshall is in last place currently. And he actually has less points than me. He has two like, less points than me. I am keeping up in this league until the Monday game. The Monday game is fucking me both weeks. Travis come back and beat me. Travis didn't beat me by a lot, but he come back and beat me fairly decent. Right. Well, it's because you were talking shit. Well, you got to talk shit. It's fantasy football. I, I agree. I agree with that. Um, I'm trying to pull up yours real quick, your league that I'm in, and see where I'm at. I know that you're, no, you're about dead the last in your division. And I am next to last in my division, so I'm not doing good in that league. <laughs> yeah, I've got two leagues that uh, I've won two games. All right on. And uh, one league in the Yahoo, I don't understand their scoring at all. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that's always the hard part about having too many leagues, I think, because the scoring's all off. Like, I got Patrick Mahomes scoring 50 points, and I'm still losing. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes is good, too. He's killing it. Uh, I was just listening to a podcast last week where they are arguing over who they think would be the best quarterback five years from now, and they were all like, Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes. And then I would be just so curious if that same podcast of the same one this week, I think like half of them would say Baker Mayfield, you know, right. after all that. And then it's like, if you've done it 
two months ago, you would have said Jimmy Garoppolo. And if you don't a month from now, you're going to say it's like because you it's just so fucking random. Well, why not say Ryan Fitzpatrick? Right. Which, tell me that dude is not making the most of his spotlight right now. Coming out in Deshaun Jackson's attire, that was, I thought it was hilarious. It was. And the thing is, he's done this before as far as the like football spotlight. He'll have these flashes. He's oh, done yeah. It. And then he'll just fucking fall off or people are like, nope, Harvard quarterback can't do it. And they'll get rid of him. And it's like, all right. I don't know. I'll be real honest. When I was watching the league, he's the reason I now know that it's for all intents and purposes, not for all intensive purposes. Because growing up in a redneck home like I did, I did think you said for all intensive purposes. But then on the league, someone says it, right? And then Ryan Fitzpatrick's on – that's TV show if you don't know. Um, and Ryan Fitzpatrick's like, it's all intents and purposes. And after that day, I was like, I feel like a fucking idiot. And I've never not said it correctly since. But um, That's kind of like I have grew up uh, always saying asterisk. I've sure. never said asterisk. Or whatever, however the fuck oh, you're supposed to pronounce it. For the shift eight? Shift yes. eight thing? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> talking about? yes. Now I'm questioning. I don't know. My asterisks. daughter. Yeah, I've always said asterisk like it's I-K, but it's actually I-S-K. It's asterisk. Well, I don't know. My daughter corrected me on it. I had to look it up. And Honestly, they should, she just, was right. they should change the name of it. Like, no one calls the and sign an ampersand. Or if they do, they're a fucking douchebag, right? And I know right. we talked about douchebags earlier in this thing, but I think that's an example. I think people saying ampersand for the and sign. You're like, that's a fucking and sign. Just say and sign. Right. You don't even say ampersand. It's fucking stupid. Pisses me off. People say hashtag. I say pound sign. I agree. Uh, but I also don't have a Twitter. Now, I feel like I need to launch a Twitter for the podcast. I've said that hundreds of times. I just literally, it never crosses my mind once I'm like sitting at a computer and could you do it. You should follow Trump and fuck with him. Uh, He'll probably block me. But I think you can sue him if he blocks you. That's a whole new thing now. Um, I ain't trying to fuck with anybody. I would really, literally just post shit. Well, I know. And then Instagram, apparently, uh, from what I understand, is supposed to be the best because it doesn't have any of the drama that all the other social stuff has. It's just people posting their happy thoughts and good times. And I'm like, well, that thing sounds cool, but I don't know how a podcast could use fucking Instagram. So if anyone has any ideas on that, um, oh yeah, randomly. Here's random things. If you've made it this far on the podcast, you should email us about what's your thoughts on us having social media pages. That I guess was just the question and which ones we should have. And if we did, what should we do? And then two for mixtapes, I'm making a mixtape. I don't even know how many songs to put on it. I usually make 17 songs. That's always my goal, but that's a fucking lot of songs. I'm thinking 14, 14's a lot. Too. Like I was really thinking 10 to make a round number. I have four so far. And they're not, I don't know, they're different. They're like, they have their own feel. So I kind of want to. We should get us some window decals. Oh, for the podcast? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be dope. Um, I'm sure you can get, get one made somewhere. Right. Um, I'll, I have a logo I can send, I'll send you. Um, you can fuck with it. Okay. Um, anyway, so this, here's the thing. I feel like the mixtape, I want it to all sound the same. And I don't know if I can do 14 songs that all had that same feel. Like you listened to some a second right. ago. And like I'm I might almost be tapped out of the like maybe not of the like depressed music or whatever that I'm I've been making. So I feel like I need to I just don't know how many of those I can make. But I guess once I feel like I have a good collection of that, I'm gonna release it. But if anyone has ideas of what's the minimum amount of songs for a mixtape or a quote unquote playlist, I think that's what Drake did once. He released a playlist. Instead of a mixtape, which you is probably get away with like eight, yeah, maybe eight. So 
anyway, just random uh, thoughts there. The, the other thing you asked me earlier, you was going to ask people to write in to actually listen and see how long they expected the podcast to be. Perfect. So I was about to say, and I don't remember what the third one was. I forgot, but I was glad you remembered. <clears throat> yeah, like how long would you want the podcast? This one's probably going to be on the shorter side, but for instance, last week, I know we went over two hours. And me personally, uh, when I see a podcast I listen to and it has two hours and anything, I'm like, fuck. It's a long one, and I do think that. Yeah, Whereas it, I just started listening to podcasts, and I I just can't sit around for two hours. Right, and I never sit around listening to a two hour one straight through. It's right. pretty rare, right? I it's I got pause and go. Um, but normally an hour I think is probably the perfect length. I just think for what we do, it's a little more casual. And it's hard yeah. to do it in an hour, so I like making it more. But even when something's like an hour or fifty minutes, it looks so much less daunting than two hours in one minute. Like, just the way it looks. So, uh, I get it. If anyone listens to podcasts out there, like if you listen to this every Tuesday, whenever you're driving and your drive's an hour and 23 minutes, so that's what you're looking for. I don't know. Any, uh, any feedback or thoughts there would be cool. And also, we have a Patreon. So, I know we mentioned that once. We'll mention it again. Just go to patreon.com slash a podcast with Mo and become a fan by donating money to us. Yes, donate. We could upgrade the mics and you wouldn't have them weird noises. Yeah. If, well, I seen some mics I wanted, but Mo told me they was too grand. So, yep. you know, <laughs> went a little out of our range. Yeah. Uh, microphones are expensive. Um, I did find some. I have some that I want that are a little more expensive than the ones we currently have, but they're not like super expensive. But I also feel like I need, um, I need to look at reviews. There's these little portable oscillation things that block the outside and like these shields. Okay. And I feel like it might make like your mic right now is picking up everything I say and mind you, and that's not good. But I just edit it out to the best of my ability. <laughs> they always sound pretty good to me. So my wife actually got mad at me last week because I didn't listen to my half of the podcast with her. Oh uh, yeah, but you you know don't want to hear everything you say and shit. Well, it wasn't about that. It's just that I don't know. I got up and she was taking the kids to school, and I was like, I was bored. I'd already watched Sports Center two or three times. Right. And so I was like, I mean, we'll turn on the podcast. I usually wait till she gets back, but she was taking forever. Yeah. Man, if she's a fan, she should just download the app and she could just listen to it and get us another listen. I don't see that. Uh, How many listens are we missing out on by people fucking doubling up? I feel like the video rental store where people are having friends come over. Uh, That's what killed Blockbuster. Um, all right, so for the second time, that's all I have on this episode, but you got anything? Man, ain't nothing new happens this last night other than I uh, <laughs> played the crap out of UFC 3. Oh, yeah. It, pulled an all-nighter. You finally figured the game out there, right? I mean, you were talking about – I don't know if you're talking about the episode or just in person yesterday. Yeah, I think we was just talking in person because I was watching my eight-year-old play, but I was sitting at an angle where I couldn't really read it, and he wasn't understanding. He kept wearing his guy out before the fights. Right. But it was pretty simple. Yeah, I remember I really liked it. I just... The grappling is fucking ridiculous. Like, I can usually get in the guards and I understand the terminology. But me and my son, he got up at 2 in the morning because he had, he just had facial surgery and he couldn't sleep. Right. And so he was up talking. And he was laughing at me because it was like, defend this rubber guard. I don't know <laughs> if you ever did this. Yeah. And, okay. The rubber guard's my favorite uh thing to do on the grappling of that game actually. okay well i didn't even know what the rubber guard was i never even heard of it i, I go to a jujitsu gym and i never heard rubber guard see i've just played every ufc game that's come out in 15 years so i was very aware 
Well, I never have. <laughs> and I've sat there getting frustrated because in two seconds, I the, the lesson is over, and I didn't even know what to do. Did you ever figure it out? Well, I checked this out. I pulled up YouTube. Mm-hmm. And this dude was having the same fucking problem, <laughs> and I'll show you the video. And, and considering what the fit, I was kind of throwing in my own mind. And my son was laughing at me. Right. This guy was throwing a fit at first too, and he, then he backed out and got back in and started showing him some arrows. But that um, was, that wasn't coming on at first, and mine still ain't coming on for the rubber guard. That's weird. If I remember correctly, it's um, left bumper or left trigger, and then down, hold down on the right stick. And that'll throw you up in the, but you have to be from you on your back, right? From half guard. And then it like throws your leg up over their head. And then you're in like a weird, you control them. Yeah. And then I tried to watch the tutorials about the submissions and it didn't. uh, Yeah. Yeah. If I don't knock them out, I'm probably losing the fight. Right. I really wish that their grappling was better. I I was standing by THQs was a lot better. And. Well, I mean, EA just like never if, you, it out. if you're fighting between one thing or another, but it's like, go this way, and I don't know if I'm supposed to hit the button. I, I don't know. Right. The submissions aren't explained real well. I was trying to explain them to you earlier, and I would, I'd would i probably well, have to just show you, but it is it is weird. It's like a weird old Well, I looked up YouTube, game. and I looked up, and it was almost the same. It's like I wasn't getting any information. It was going so fast. Right. And I just wasn't understanding what they was trying to say. I know it's a cat and mouse. I get that, but I don't. Right. You like, it depends on whether if you're submitting or you're being submitted and then it all looked the same to me it does it looks the main the game looks identical and then you're trying to hit i think it's like the left bumper whatever it is before the other guy does whenever it does pop up and it's if they get like if they're trying to submit you and they get three of those without you getting it then they're going to tap you out and if you're submitting some if you get three before they get any you know you'll gotten pretty out. damn good at the roundhouse Oh, yeah. They don't ever see it coming. Yeah, I like the roundhouse a lot. Also really like the spinning back body kick. I haven't developed that one yet. That one for whatever reason, because they'll just come in and you would just kick them right in their stomach and it would just make them mill over and you're like, yeah. Sometimes I kick my legs out. Oh, yeah. That happens. Um, I don't know. I've done a lot of – I thought learning moves was really important, if I remember correctly, on playing that. More than I thought it was at first. Like it just – I wanted something in every slot. Like, if I had an empty slot for a move, I'm like, well, that's something I could throw. At least it was standing. Right. Because right? I was like, well, if I could have another punch there, well, as I, I want it. As I'm getting these skill levels, I'm looking at the button combos, and I'm trying to develop that into my right. play. And it's getting better. My striking's way better, so it's easier to win now. Right. Like, the overhand throw, I remember getting that and being, like, game changer. Like, you I duck mean, your I head. I mean, I was a... Ever since the the guy I had, he just he was good at the strike into the head with his feet. So right. I just kind of kept that up. I'll, yeah. I'll go in and jab in and then throw a kick. Were you a kickboxer? No, I put balance, but this uh, is kind of way. I yeah, I think I went kickboxer because I was like I knew I would want to head kick people. Well, I hadn't ever played the UFC, so right. I mean, it's a slower thing, but it is good. So anyway, I guess we get off here. So we got to figure out if I can watch Jackson Gold's game today or not. I don't know if I'll be able to. Oh. And we'll know. I like making these predictions because uh, last time, last week, we predicted that Fitzpatrick wasn't going to have a good game, and he had five touchdowns. So me and Don were wrong about that shit. And this week, I'm Carson Wentz is starting, so I'm starting him in my fantasy leagues, both of them, and we're going to see if I'm right. So by the time you hear this podcast, you'll know if I made a poor decision or a good decision. Uh, since you, if you've been listening, you already know I made a poor decision on a Dallas Cowboy bet. Yeah, I did not know the starting center was out when I made that bet. But anyways, I will take it. 
But the defense, I mean, but just, the de- the just de- keep that money for that football league you're in. <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> the defense does look promising, though. Yeah, they don't look bad, and all, they won last week, and they might pull out enough wins. Well, we'll the, see, but they the, don't look good yet. It was the Giants, right? And Dom knows all about how shitty the Giants are. And I love the fact that Dom, being from Oklahoma, chose the Giants as his favorite team. Like, I chose Jacksonville just because of the color of their uniforms when I was eight years old. That was it. And Dom, I'm sure, was, like, watching TV and was like, "Who? what team do y'all hate? And they're like, the Giants. He's like, I choose the Giants. <laughs> like, I feel like that's just how it, be, how it went. So I like that about him. I think it's good. I just think you got to hate the Cowboys. No. Got to love the Cowboys. I don't know, man. I even got my dog a Cowboys jersey. Makes sense. Makes sense. Fucking weird Cowboys fans. All right, man. All right, peace. Peace.